Welcome to Thinking About Adoption, a podcast brought to you by AdoptMatch. We are your hosts, birth mom and AdoptMatch policy director, Kelsey Vanderblade-Ranyard. And AdoptMatch co-founder and adoption attorney, Celeste Liversidge. We're here to cut through the noise and tell you the truth about what to expect before, during, and after an adoption, and to make sure you connect with the right support and people along the way. Through information and education, our goal is to preserve adoption as a safe and accessible option for women facing an unintended pregnancy. If you're considering adoption and need help or just want to learn more about the process, visit AdoptMatch.com, where you'll find everything you need to know about adoption, along with a directory of ethical adoption attorneys, agencies, and a wide range of awesome waiting adoptive parents. Listen to Thinking About Adoption on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you've heard, please take a minute to leave us a review. Today on the podcast, we are talking about how to choose an adoption professional. Celeste, where are expectant moms looking for information? Oh, this is a big one, Kels, because we're working really hard to combat the confusion that expectant moms face when going in search of adoption help. So where do we all look for everything for help with anything and everything? Google. Google. Um, Sorry, Bing and Yahoo, but you know. We got it. Good. Ask Jeeves. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, the first and foremost source. So you go online, mom sit down, their computer, more probably on their phone, and they're looking for an adoption agency near them or looking for help with adoption. And up pop, the search results are typically for people that have spent a lot of money on Google Ads, and they're usually not adoption agencies. They're usually what's called adoption facilitators or adoption brokers, basically unlicensed for-profit companies who are taking out Google ads that make all sorts of promises to expectant moms. And it's really confusing for expectant moms. They don't know how to discern between uh, a facilitator and a licensed agency or a licensed attorney who's actually qualified and certified to help them. So we have a... We're talking about this based on a, a, a listener question. Kels, what, did, what was the question? A listener asked, what exactly is an adoption facilitator? I've heard from some that I should avoid using them, but I'm not sure why. In a minute, we're going to talk about how to choose an adoption professional and why um, it's really important to work with a licensed agency or a licensed attorney and not just a licensed Um, adoption professional, but somebody that is in your area that can help you in your community. So for an effort to ease the confusion that surrounds these Google ads and these unlicensed facilitators, brokers, we've broken it down to the five questions you should ask any adoption professional. And we'll start with the basics. Who are you and what are you? It's not always easy to figure out the true identity of an adoption professional. This is especially true when it comes to the ones that you find on Google and anywhere on the internet. Before you agree to work with anyone or fill out their set of paperwork, you really need to get some basic information. Who are they? The first and last name of the person you're communicating with. Where are they located? And the full name of their company or organization. When you're asking, what are you? You're asking what kind of organization you are. Are they licensed? It can be hard to determine whether an adoption professional is actually licensed. So to make this short and sweet, an adoption agency or an attorney 
should have a license. Anyone else, they don't have a license. Um, they're just somebody with a website and a cell phone. When choosing your adoption professional, look for a licensed agency or attorney and confirm that they are actually licensed in your state. And as we'll get to in a second, you might ask, why would somebody that's not licensed be in this space trying to pose as an agency or somebody that can help with adoption? And the answer is follow the dollar. We ask ourselves that same question. Oh, yes, we ask. and, And yes, the answer is quite simple. These people are collecting huge fees from adoptive parents for the adoption facilitator to connect them with you. And most of the time, all of the time. The expectant mom has no idea. This is going on behind the scenes. And we're here to we're here to talk about that and expose it and also to explain how that affects, how that negatively impacts the process for expectant moms and ultimately for the child. So the next question is, who do you represent? This is a very important question, especially when it comes to lawyers. So if you're online and you come across an ad and that makes all kinds of promises about how they can help and they can help you find a family and they can help help you with your living expenses and provide support. And it turns out that this entity is a law firm from somewhere across the country. You got to ask them, okay, are you going to represent me? Or are you going to represent the adoptive parents? We believe very strongly that an expectant mother making an adoption plan should always have her own lawyer from the beginning of the process, not just at the end when it comes time when it comes time to sign paperwork. But adoption is a very it's a very important legal process. And anyone who places a child for adoption should be fully informed about her legal rights and her responsibilities before she begins the process of signing any sort of adoption paperwork. A lot of times uh, agencies or attorneys will say, never mind about having your own attorney because the social worker is going to explain everything to you. But social workers are not lawyers. Social workers are not qualified to give legal advice. In fact, it's against the social worker's ethical canon to even be giving legal advice, as it should be. So you should not get legal advice from from a social worker, nor should you get it from the adoptive parent's lawyer. Uh, Attorneys are charged with the responsibility of putting their clients' interests first and foremost. And we talk about this in our in another another episode of specifically why expectant moms need their own lawyers. But the adoptive parents' attorneys are first and foremost invested in making sure their clients' rights are enforced, not yours. The next question asking what services do you provide adoption brokers can only help you by matching you with an adoptive family so here's how it usually works the adoption broker sends you family profiles to choose from matches you with one of the families and then collects a fee from the adoptive parents once you're matched the broker hands you off to others to complete the adoption paperwork fyi this is not the way adoptions are supposed to work To avoid being a victim of these kind of bare-bones adoption scam, make sure you're working with a licensed adoption professional, and you're probably getting sick of hearing it, but just for time's sake, make sure you're working with a licensed adoption professional who can provide you with the services you need throughout the entire adoption process, including counseling with an experienced adoption counselor, legal representation by an experienced adoption lawyer, and a written open adoption agreement. Help with living expenses, and post-adoption support as well. That's right. So anyone that says that their job is just to match you 
with an adoptive family is not the kind of person you want to work with. You want somebody that can provide all of the services from beginning to end and that are licensed to do. That's the key. The next thing is how much do you charge adoptive parents? Look, it's really awkward to talk about money and adoption in the same breath, especially for expectant moms. But you need to ask these questions. You need to know who's charging what for your child's adoption. My clients will often tell me, yeah, I knew that there was money changing hands and you hear about how adoption is really expensive, but then no one ever shone a light on that for them and explained to them exactly what sums were being exchanged and why. Those are questions that expectant mothers deserve to know the answers to those questions. You absolutely do. This is your process. This is your child. And you need to have transparency in the process, especially when it comes to money. Um, And look, if you ask an adoption professional those questions and you get any sort of pushback or vague answers, I think that's a red flag. It should definitely Mm -hmm. be regarded as a red flag. You can tell a lot about an adoption professional by whether they're willing to be open and honest about their fees. They, they all charge. They all charge for their services as they should. Yeah, no one works time. for free. No, nor should they. Mm-hmm. But it also should, adoption should not be, adoption should, no one should be getting rich off of adoption. Mm-hmm. And that is happening. And you want to stay away from these people because they don't have your best interest at heart. They don't have your child's best interest at heart. They don't have the adoptive parents' best interest at heart. They have their bank accounts' best interest mm-hmm. at heart. And that is just, it's really d- disappointing to have to even talk about that because it has no place in an adoption but it is a fact and mm-hmm. hopefully that's a changing fact but right now it's a fact um yeah it, the adoption it's a complicated process it requires lots of work lots of paperwork but this work should be performed by licensed professionals and to define that means an attorney that has a, a license to practice law or an agency that has a license, but that's licensed by the state that they're in. That's and that's easy to check. There, are, there's information on adoptmatch.com about how to how to look up these licenses and to verify them. And you can also ask the agency that you're considering working with. Hey, what's your license number? I just want to make sure I'm working yeah. with a licensed professional. And honestly, I think that a good agency would appreciate being asked that question. They would welcome those. They would welcome mm-hmm. that question. They absolutely would. So you never do not feel reticent to ask that question. And I think you can tell a lot too about how much they charge. So if an agency is charging $40,000 for their you know, limited services that they provide, I think, I think you can push back and ask them for a breakdown um, of what that means and or ask them for a breakdown of why mm-hmm. and what exact services they're providing for those fees. So remember, who are you? What are you? Who do you represent? What services do you provide? And how much do you charge adoptive parents? And I want to warn you, we want to we warn you in advance that these are not questions that expectant mothers are asking adoption professionals. And we want to change that. So just be forewarned that when you ask these questions, People may be a little taken aback, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We, You need to be asking. You need the answers. And, again, if you get any any unwillingness or any vague answers, run. Yeah. This has been Thinking About Adoptions podcast. Thank you for joining us.